Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, inviting you to try their Pick'em game. Pick between two to five players and just select whether to go higher or lower on a given stat. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Sign up with promo code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Head into Florida Gator SEC basketball play, and the majority of their (coughs) conference games during the week will be on Wednesday nights. Just as it, just like as is, as is the case next Wednesday night, uh, it's an eight thirty start. So we'll be on from six thirty to eight thirty next Wednesday here at the Yellow House. But look, man, come hang out with us. Um, again, Chuck and I both take advantage of, uh, I think, one of the best kept secrets in Jacksonville. And you know, as we talked about it, it's become less and less of a secret. But I don't know where else you can go and get sirloin steak, a dozen shrimp. And two sides for like 16 bucks. I challenge anyone to, to go find that anywhere. Uh, so, look, the L House, cool place. We're here uh, Wednesdays, trivia, Tuesday nights. Uh, you have uh, wing nights on Wednesdays, tw- a dozen wings for $8.99. Uh, you have the world famous Zinger specials on Mondays. They open for brunch uh, each weekend at 10. So you name it, all things happening right here at the L House uh, in Tinseltown, right off of Southside Boulevard. Guys, I welcome Chuck Elliott to the program. Chuck, we also have a new uh, sponsor that's jumping on board with us tonight, uh, and our poll question sponsor, uh, my friends over at Allsite Contracting. Uh, they're a locally family-ran site utility contractor. Also offers roll-off dumpsters, and you know, and you know me, I'm I'm in I'm in that business, right? I'm you know, uh, in sales with with United Rentals, and and uh, we we're we're pretty much into everything. Uh, United is uh, with the out with, with uh, the one thing that we don't have, or roll-off containers, dumpsters. And the and and the one thing I continue to hear from most people, man, we just we're not happy with our roll off guy. They're just not dependable. Won't show up uh, from a delivery standpoint, dumping standpoint. Um, so how about this? If you're a contractor and you're listening, for that matter, if you if you've got you know a roofing job at home or, or what whatever, you're you're doing some things uh, and you you need a roll off container, you need a dumpster. Uh, call Amy. With all-site contracting, five seven four nine thousand. That's five seven four nine thousand. Look, guaranteed low price. The next day of services or your money back. So if you call one day, hey, I need a, I need a container, I need a can, and it doesn't show up the next day, it's free. I mean, can you beat that, Chuck? Nope. Can't beat free. Yeah, it's almost like the old Domino's pizza years ago. Get it what thirty minutes or it's free. <laughs> yep, they, they don't cut that out. Yet. They don't have there, that anymore. There was well, there's some some accidents along the yeah. way that uh, trying to get there. Right, because drivers pizza there. Because you knew what happened if drivers didn't make it thirty minutes, they get a free pizza. I'm sure their bosses just gave them the business. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, so yeah, so a new uh, poll question sponsor for tonight. Uh, my my good friends over at Allsite Contracting again, family lo- um, owned business. Daniel. Steve and Bill, you know, just mentioned Amy as well, so give them a call, 574 uh, All right, so, and oh, and the poll question that they're sponsoring Casey Dobson is what? So, the poll question is the Jags this weekend against the Titans. No Trevor, no problem. 
Titans week, all hands on deck. So when you read the uh, the choice number two, A-H-O-D, all hands on deck. I like it. I like it. Or other. <laughs> or other. Uh, how do you feel, Chuck? If, if there is no Trevor. Now, good news is, is it appears that uh, Christian Kirk and or Zay Jones will both be back in the fold for this weekend, uh, which is huge. I mean, look, the, the, the losing started when you had injuries to both Cam Robinson and Christian Kirk. You get Cam Robinson back this past weekend, and uh, I tell you, I think I, the, the pecking order of players that you want to make sure you retain in the offseason might have changed a bit. Uh, when you look at the 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 difference Cam Robinson makes along that offensive front, uh, they're what seven to one with him and whatever and uh, five without him, right? Or whatever, well, six, whatever in six, six without him. Yeah, whatever yeah, in six without him. Something in five. Um, so, um, and he instilled the nastiness on the offensive line. We, we've talked about how soft the offensive line has played. Uh, he's there. Not only does he make the line better, but I think it, 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 there's a, a nasty element, a toughness element that's added when he's there. Well, you looked this past weekend. I know uh, it was a Derek Brown, former Auburn player. I'm sure they had some battles at Auburn and Alabama, but uh, Carolina player that, that shoves Brenton Strange and uh, pulls his helmet off, and Cam Robinson comes to his defense and gets after it, man. And, and uh, the guy just plays tough and with, with a mean streak, and, and that offensive line, defensive lines, you need that. Right, you, you need that. And uh, so I think uh, going into the season, you'd say, man, uh, if you had your druthers, who would you rather re-sign? Uh, agent can't get right zero, uh, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley or Cam Robinson? Now, if we, if we had that poll question, what, what do you think the percentage would be then and what would it be now in terms of who would you, who would you rather retain, Ridley or Robinson? Probably 70-30 now, maybe more yeah. towards Robinson. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it, and I think probably more. Uh, again, because I, I, I coined the phrase, he's yeah, the old Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy movie, Life, when they're in prison, uh, they had the character can't get right. And that's sort of Calvin Ridley, man. He just can't get right, dude. He, he just can't, man. He, he, he shows flashes. Uh, if you give him a route to run, He'll turn guys around. He, he looks the part, plays the part, is the part when it's a certain route. But boy, oh boy, when it's an option route and he has to be on the same page with his quarterback, which in, on a lot of occasions, that's what receivers have are option routes. Okay, safety corners here, I do this. They're there, I do that. Boy, oh boy, when that's the case, you flip a coin. He may or may not end up in the right spot. And you can't depend on a guy like that, man. It's just not well, dependable. Again, he can't get right. Just can't get right. That's his nickname for me. Can't get right. Uh, so, uh, but again, Cam Robinson, a huge deal in getting him back last weekend. Um, and, of course, this weekend, obviously, you, uh, you get – hopefully you get them both, right? Because now, you, you know, you've got uh, Jamal Agnews out for the year. You have one, one explosive play in the passing game, and – that one play happens, and then he's lost for the year on that play. Um, and so hopefully you get both Zay Jones and Kirk back. Evan Ingram keeps rolling. 
right? That is the, the security blanket for both Trevor and, you know, um, C.J. Beth. C.J. Beth of this past week. So your thoughts, Chuck, if there is a Trevor Lawrence Sunday in Nashville, Tennessee, your thoughts? Uh -uh. I think it's tough with Trevor or without Trevor. Uh, Tennessee typically plays them tight. It's up there. Uh, I don't know you know offhand, but the record up there I know recently is not good. (laughs) No, it's not, but they did go in last year, and they started – when they just beat the hell out of Tennessee, that's what started Tennessee's downward spiral last year. And, you know, you get that one. Obviously, uh, you, you you won the, the real close one with Joshua Dobbs, the quarterback, in week 18 here last year. And then, of course, you go up there and you beat him up this year. And so now if you can if you can win Sunday, that's what, four wins in a little over a year from a you know, calendar standpoint. So that would be huge. And I'm with you. i I think it might be a tip either way. Now, what does help the Jags is apparently there's some internal uh, fighting, supposedly, between uh, former uh, Gator running back Rand Carthon, who's the GM at Tennessee. and uh, Wow, Rand Carthon's a GM? He's a GM. That's right, yeah. I have heard that. Now yeah. you say that, mm-hmm. I do remember that. And, of course, uh, Mike Vrabel. Um, look, I... They, uh, and the reason former GM Rob, John Robinson was fired, not the former USC coach, but GM, um, he, he trades uh, you know, A.J. Brown, who, by the way, supposedly there's, there's some issues. They, and he says, no, there's not between him and uh, Sirianni and Brian Johnson, the O.C., in, in Philadelphia for his lack of, of uh, usage in the city of brotherly hate. Um, so, um, anyway, um, remember they, they traded um, they they traded AJ Brown for a first round pick, and they, they turned around and, and they draft a receiver out of Arkansas, Arkansas Trillium Burks, that uh, they just average. So that, that started, and that's really the reason he was fired. They, the owner looked at that that particular pick and happened, and then they see what AJ Brown does. Trillium Burks, terrible. You're fired, and, and then they hire Rand Carthon, and now there's issues there. But Mike Brable's a hell of a coach, man. So if, I mean, well, if he if he goes away, he lands softly somewhere. Maybe the maybe the Patriots. Yeah, because Belichick I guess. is Belichick gone as a yeah, Monday? he's gone, he's gone. Yeah, but it won't be a firing. It'll be he announces that he's it'll be a step, mutual parting of the way. He's stepping sure. down. Yeah, they won't say. I, I would say so. I, will, I can't imagine that that um, that they that he gets the the quote unquote pink slip. Right. Now back to Jacksonville last week. And Bethard, okay. But bottom bottom line is that Trevor's hurt. They got a shutout win, and Carolina had played okay the previous two weeks. So shutouts don't come easy. Don't well, come easy and, and did you know that going into that game that the Carolina Panthers had the longest active streak in the National Football League of teams not being shut out? I didn't know. Yeah. Guy, you probably go back a long way on that. Uh, right? Yeah, like three hundred games. Longer or, than the Gators, probably yeah, not. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, and the Gators, uh, yeah. For people that don't know, the Gators, okay, they had the longest. Do you remember uh, the year and the team that last shut out the Florida Gators? Auburn, nineteen eighty-eight. Ooh, look at Chuck go. He is that is correct. And sir. Wasn't it like sixteen? Sixteen nothing. Yeah, that's what Do I have the score right. <laughs> you got there. you got the score right. There. Wow. <laughs> Wow. 16 nothing. It was in, it was, it dang wasn't impressive. it Florida's homecoming game? Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. That's also correct. 
Yes. How many of the stuff that I give you grief about that you just yes, don't know? And I call you a big idol. dummy. Uh, but boy, from a sports historian standpoint, I, I tell you what, I would line up Chuck Elliott against anybody on our radio station when it comes to just out. just knowing uh, stuff from now. A, from, from, what's from funny years about past. that? I can remember. Watching, you remember where you were watching the game? I think I remember being over to Buddy's house watching part of the game in 1980. <laughs> I don't remember because I, I think was. that might have. Well, it wasn't the first year, but I think they came back on TV in '87. No, maybe yes, 80, you're '87. Because '86, right. I remember listening to all the Gator games in '86 on the radio. I right, '85. Oh. 84, they were on TV, but, of course, they had to vacate the SEC title. Yep. Weren't on TV in 85. And what's funny, I was speaking, 86, I remember it's like we stopped at a gas station or something. I was going to, like, the races or whatever, and we're, like, stopping. Do you know who won the Florida-Georgia game? Wow, Florida won 31-19. 31-19, yeah. You couldn't go to your phone. No, no. I was, me and my buddies were out in the street playing a, playing a football game. Had our Had a boom box. <laughs> An old boombox had it on his dad's. It was my friend Chris Ariel had it on his dad Ricky had the boombox sitting up on the the uh, the uh, the roof of his car, listening to the Florida Georgia game while we we're playing football. Yep, that's what I was doing. You so I remember listening. where I was then? You were listening to David Steele's the play-by-play guy. I, was I think might still might still be the Magic play-by-play guy. I'm not sure. Not sure about that. So, but you, you might but be what right. I was going to say is you're talking about the we talked about the Florida shutout streak. The other night, transitioning to the Florida State-Georgia game, which you talk about, when Florida State went down and kicked that field goal, I'm like, you're not Florida. What are you worried about scoring for? Go for the touchdown. <laughs> you're not trying to preserve a shutout streak, oh, are you? And well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 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 certainly what Chuck's talking about is last year in the, in the Las Vegas Bowl yes, uh, against Oregon State. Uh, and I'm glad Billy Napier did it uh, to preserve that streak. They were down with it was a thirty nothing. Whatever. And it wasn't a gimme field goal. Either. It was. It, it was a not a gimme field goal. They had to kick a field goal late to preserve that. Uh, you know, uh, after streak of not being shut out in a football game. So, Casey, your thoughts on uh, no Trevor Lawrence? What do you? Th- what are your thoughts on Sunday's game, sir? Well, I mean, man, it's. I just got done recording the intro for this Sunday show, and all I could think about is, it's do or die. We have to win. Uh, I mean, there's too many factors that play in, in my mind, that would affect us if we lose. So we have to win. We just have to. Uh, Well, and I think um, the key is if they play a clean game like they did Sunday, they win. Right? Tennessee's not very good offensively. There's not many offensive weapons there. Sure, I know there's nightmares and – uh, of Derrick Henry, the Yuli Bulldozer, uh, just you know shoving things down, you know the Jacks' throats. I, I get it. I get all of that. Uh, but uh, the Tennessee offensive line is terrible. They can't protect the passer. They don't run block very well. The Jaguars' front seven, uh, Foya Luka, and obviously tied the NFL for tackles. Uh, Josh Allen. Um, was it 15 and a half he has now, I think? Is it 15 yeah, and a half? 16 and a half. Well, well, or 16, 16, and, 16 and a half. It might be 16. How about Trayvon Walker has nine? He now has nine. Um, so they're getting after the passer. Uh, and look, Trayvon Walker, for all the, all the grief that we've, that, that's come his way and obviously uh, and, and then the way of uh, Trent Baalke, which that's certainly much deserved. 
uh, and, and going in Balky's direction. But Trevor Walker's playing a lot better. He's, he has he's playing fairly well. And one thing he does, he he does a lot of the dirty things. He he's, he's really good against the run. So uh, I think Tennessee will have a hard time moving the ball at all against against the Jags. Uh, so the key is if you, if you if you play cleanly. Look, they had one penalty last week. Just one, the entire game. They've only had three in the last two weeks. So if you they've, if you're able to control Did the you, football, uh, move the sticks, not turn it over, you win that football game. Yeah, play well and uh, you know jump around the NFL. I got to bring us up. So have you still got that Cowboy horseshoe up your? Because the Cowboys should came out that weekend, two games behind. Now they got the division lead. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. you know what? <laughs> if Brad Allen could, could I mean, follow follow direction, no, you know, you know what? <laughs> it's it's that's on Detroit. That's well, on they Detroit. Could, they try to confuse, you know, and, and they try to confuse the Cowboys and confuse the refs instead. Exactly, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> they tried to confuse the Cowboys. But look, whenever whenever you, an offensive lineman reports. One offensive lineman walks over to a referee. Hey, I'm reporting. The referee walks over, tells the defensive captain, "Hey, number seventy is reporting as eligible." Well, they say, "Oh, let's 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 trick them. Let's send three offensive linemen over there, and let's let's try to confuse things." And and uh, maybe the Cowboys won't know who's reporting. Well, it confused the referee, right? So uh, that's on Detroit, man. That's on Detroit, and the rules clearly state that. It's on the. It's incumbent upon the player to make sure he relays to the referee and is acknowledged. Okay, yeah, okay, uh, uh, yeah, okay. You're okay. You're, it's you. Okay. And then he goes and tells the defense. And, if, and for that matter, even if the referee knew afterwards it, it, that he'd made a mistake, but if he goes and tells the Dallas Cowboys or the Panther, or the Jaguar, whomever, hey, this guy's eligible, you can't. Uh, change that because uh, you've told the defense what player you made eligible. But then if you realize you made a mistake, can you can you say whoa 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 I'm they, sorry I I don't I, I don't think so but they should they yeah. should be able to to do that. But I'll say this and as much as I like Dan Campbell he's he's a dumb a meathead he's stupid he is he he's he's stupid. Well, well when you went back to the seven you yes, should have said okay yes that's my let's point. just take the extra yes. points we had yes. a good idea it yes. didn't work yes. I mean, because, but by God, because, who's stick because, with it? because to me, I know the players would. Oh, we love our coach. Run through a wall from all that stuff. I get it. Sure, fine. But my goodness, you're 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 all of a sudden now treating this game like it's a preseason football game at that point, instead of a game that's going to maybe define your season or de- determine where you're going to play. You know, a game or two in the postseason, right? It, it's because it, now they win their division. They're behind the Cowboys. If the Cowboys win their first-round game, they'll have to go to Dallas and Dallas going to Detroit if they both win in the first round. Well, then we go back to the first half. They had a, they did a fantastic fake punt yep. in their, deep in their own territory. You go down the field where you get the fourth and goal. What about you the take the five? points, man. At that point, you got to take yeah, the see, points. See, that's, that's, uh, that's when he's sometimes – look, sometimes you get too damn emotional. Sometimes you've got to take the emotion out of it and apply some logic. And and that's what he fails to do. He again, he's great dude. I mean, he's I would look if I'm get if, if I'm going to get into a fight in the alley somewhere, I want him with me because yeah. I, I'm I'm not, I'm not messing with that dude. And I'm talking trash about him now. But if I was in Detroit radio, I wouldn't say that. Cause he, I'd be scary come and find me and kick my ass. I'm not going to talk about him then. Well, but um, but no, I mean, look, you take the yeah, you're right. When the the fake, it took some big ones to fake that field goal. I mean, I mean, take that punt, 
And uh, but when you get down there, yeah, you, you make sure you come away with points there. And then at the end, yeah, I'm all, I'm fine. When you go for it from the two yard line, sure. But man, yeah, when you move back to the seven, man, you kick an extra point, roll the dice, get overtime, and see if you can win. And really, you for the most part. Uh, now, early on, Dallas had a chance to really take control up 7-3. You can go up 14-3, but C.D. Lamb fumbles the ball through the end zone. By the way, not just because it happened to the Cowboys. That's one of the worst rules in all of football. Yeah, but a they, they talked about it. Gonna change. What are you going to change it to? Uh, well, you change it the ball goes back to where it's fumbled. No. Yes, just like it happens everywhere else. That's what happens everywhere else. If, if a player fumbles the ball forward and it goes out of bounds, it goes back to where he fumbled the ball. That's the rule of football. So what's the reasoning behind that rule? I it don't know. There has to be a reason. I, I don't know. Go call the commissioner. Call the rules committee. I don't know, but it's a stupid rule. And, again, not just because it happened there. It happens a lot. It, is, it should go back to where the fumble occurred. You should, you should treat it like it's fumbled out of bounds, not through the end zone. But, anyway, my point was – if the Cowboys go up 14-3 there at home, now all of a sudden it may be a completely different game because now Detroit has to change the way they're playing football, right? It, it does. But anyway, so – but outside of that sequence there, Detroit outplayed the Cowboys the entire game. Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, if you're on Detroit radio, and I guess on the air I'll put Casey on the spot. If you can't find us, did you hear the interview where I guess it's the Lions flagship station, but – He's being interviewed, and Dan Campbell is just a total jerk. I'm going to use other words to the host. And he's like, well, because basically the host said, look, once you're back at the seven-yard line, did you ever think that, well, maybe that was just a bridge too far? He's like, no. And then Campbell starts going, well, say what you want to say. We'll just say what you want to say. He was just being a total. Was this right like, after the game or, at, or like no, in during the, the day? Week. Okay, during this the week. This would be like if. You know, because he got, like, he got on a guy. Yeah, this, this would be like if Doug Peterson did a weekly show, let's say with Frank Grant. I got you. Okay, I got you. I got you. Well, because after the game, uh, he was asked a similar question right afterwards, and and uh, he, uh, he he was kind of you know kind of a jerk toward to the reporter. But, he was, but he, then he but then he apologized. I'm, he said, "Look, I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm, I'm I'm mad right now. I hate hate losing, but I'm sorry." Well, in the so interview specifically, he kept saying. Say what you want to say. Okay. Kind of like challenging. Okay. Like so, yeah, that, that, yeah, that was a different deal. Okay, <laughs> we'll break here. We'll come back. Um, talk, you know, we'll, we'll definitely uh, talk more about the Jags, um, Titans. Finally, some, some decent news out of Gainesville today from a, 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 you know, a player acquisition standpoint and, and re- a retainage standpoint. We'll discuss that. We'll pick games. We'll get on this day in sports. We have birthdays, a bunch of. Uh, good birthdays and on this day in sports we'll go over and uh, some unfortunate news down at South Beach today luckily uh, no one was injured uh, we'll discuss that and more broadcast to you from the L House in Tinseltown on 1010XL and we'll come back to Compton and Company coming to you from the L House in Tinseltown Chuck Elliott alongside Casey Dobson producing yours truly Ron Compton glad to have you along with us each and every Wednesday night, you don't tell folks next Wednesday. It'll be an earlier start, 6.30 to 8.30, uh, as we will uh, precede Florida Gator basketball. By the way, who, who went 6-0? and The first uh, undefeated month they've had, uh, so I think since 2021 2000 or something, I think, if I, if I read that right. By the way, two, uh, two Jaguars have been uh, announced. Um, to the uh, what they call the the All Star Games, right? Uh, the Pro Bowl Games. Josh Allen and uh, Roth, uh, Ross Matisic. 
the long snapper and defensive end. So Noah Lewican, who is tied for NFL lead in tackles, who, by the way, if he ends up leading, it will be his third consecutive year leading the NFL. Um, yeah, so there you go. And then uh, no Evan Ingram either, who has 104 receptions. So uh, the Jags still getting, eh, you know, little respect. I don't really think they care. It's all about can they get a win Sunday and, and uh, win the AFC South and keep things a roll. And so, uh, Chuck, I mentioned about uh, South Beach. Right, and, and, uh, and as far as, you know, I was talking about the, the fire, Tyreek's house, his mansion uh, is set ablaze. And you're during the break, and your question was what? I think I said <laughs> the, uh, the fire marshal is probably going to come out. This is me saying it, not him. Okay. He's going to come out with one of three causes. A, faulty wiring in the AC heating system. Uh, B, some kind of term we never heard of, flux capacitor. Or C, uh <laughs> An upset X. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm leaning towards C. I'm leaning when towards C. You've had C. three kids with three different women in a and, calendar and, year. Well, and, there and, could be trouble there. And and Chuck, <laughs> not one of the three women is the woman that he lives with and is in, oh, really? engaged to. Yeah, yeah. How do you explain that? At I, I don't know how you explain. That. I guess you explain <laughs> it with with where you live and the millions of dollars you have access to. I guess. Oh boy. I guess how that's. I guess that's how you explain that, and and, and uh, try to keep harmony within the Tyreek Hill <laughs> gated household, you know. Uh, but I guess it's not too protected. Place caught on fire, uh, but luckily that you know no, uh, you know no one was injured. Everyone, everything, oh, everyone the, gets out safely. The late Lisa Left Eye would. Be oh, Lisa, like, wow. Lisa Left Eye, yeah. It was Andre Ryzen's house that she set a fire. Was that when he worked? He wasn't. He didn't play in Jacksonville. Half, right? He was with the Falcons. He was the Falcons at the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was with the Falcons at the time. The late Lisa. Lopez. The Lisa. The late Lisa Lopez. She was cute too, man. Yeah. yeah TLC. Not TLC. Had some, yeah. had some good songs. Yeah. Probably for Casey's time, but they had some good songs. Hey, hey, hey! Watch your mouth now. So hey, we Where's throw we're throwing a second all-site contracting sponsored poll question out there, which is this: Who are you pulling for? Uh, next Monday night in the college football playoff championship game, Michigan or Washington. I've got a hunch it'll be a, you know, a runaway with Washington. I'm certainly pulling for Michael Penix Jr. and the Washington Huskies uh, to beat uh, uh, Coach Walmart khaki wearing, you know, coach and and um, Jim Harbaugh. Do you think this is Jim Harbaugh's last game as Michigan head coach? Do you think he moves on and is coach in the they National Football League next year? Haven't they supposed to 125 I mean, he million. Had, he had signed it, but it's also along with that contract he would have to sign would be a uh, uh, you you can't entertain well, you any that? NFL. I don't know how, how you, do you enter, I, I don't know. I mean, Chuck. I went the first thing I heard that I'm like, how do you enforce? I that? don't know, Chuck. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you you, you know you always ask these questions. But I, think like, I, I know, just like you asked question. a question about the rule. Why, why why is the rule that when you fumble through the end zone, it's a touch pick. Why is it? Hell, I don't know. I'll go ask somebody. But, okay. I don't know. When I heard it's, that, I, should that have been the first thing popped in your head? How do you enforce that? Yeah, you can't. You can't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But back to Harbaugh, here's my other question. Like, that's a stupid question. But look, why would he leave Michigan? Obviously, the cheating hasn't hurt him. I mean, there's no, no penalty. No. He's going to be fine if he stays. Yeah. So why, if he leaves, why, why does he leave? They love him at Michigan. He's not under any heat right now. No, that's true. He's got turned around. That's true. So what's the problem? Why would he leave? Well, NIL, portal, just things like that. 
you know, and, and I think now, you know, once upon a time it was, you know, college football, being a college football coach was, uh, you consider, you know, a lot easier than being a NFL coach yep. because, you know, you know, all you did was you had, you had a spring ball game, you know, a couple of weeks of practice prior. Uh, you got the summer off, then you recruited. I mean, then you played and you recruited. You had, you know, signing day and you were done. Now it's, man, it's, man, it truly is 12 months out of the year, man. It, it, it never, ever, ever stops. Uh, so I think a lot of that is, is why. Um, so I want a little college talk here. Uh, I want to make sure I'm, I said I had some Florida Gators stuff, some good news I was going to mention. I want to make sure keep keep me in line here, Chuck. There's a couple of things I mentioned we're going to talk about on this side. Can you can you help me here? Sometimes said, I forget stuff. You said good news at Gainesville, bad news. Well, I think South Florida bad news was Tyreek. Was Tyreek Hill? Yes, okay. Was there one more thing? Is that it? I thought you might cover it all. I thought you might have been talking about that the Canes uh, Canes didn't get their guy. Yeah, that too. Yeah, so that, that'll be yeah, a little college round table here in the state of Florida. So first Gainesville. Um, Scooby, Scooby Dooby Doo, Scooby Williams. Uh, you know, he's he entered the portal, so he said he gone. But um, then that's bad news, obviously. Another piece of minor bad news. I said there's good news. That's I'm saving the best for last. Uh, DJ Lagway uh, suffered a minor uh, foot sprain. Uh, who's by the way, he's been the star of his uh, his the All Star, the offensive star of the All Star game uh, uh, this week. Um, but the good news, though, is um, you get a guy back, right? You all, all of a sudden, you you, you think that uh, you know you're you're losing all your dudes, but uh, Jason Marshall, uh, your cornerback, uh, who hasn't been great or hasn't been great, but he's he's solid. He decided to come back for his senior year and not transfer out. You know, not. Uh, you know, not enter the portal because now the portal win- the portal window at least for this day the, uh, the winter's closed. It, it closed you know January second. So if you're not in, you can't go in. Now there's a, another window. Uh, I think it's April fifteenth through the thirtieth, maybe or the sixteenth through the thirtieth. There's like a fifteen day window after spring ball. Uh, and there was a you know, Shamar James. It was rumored he may enter the portal. He didn't, so he he's still on board in Gainesville. And then. Uh, some some more good news is, um, do you remember the Andrew Jackson linebacker, Grayson Howard? Call him Puck Howard. Uh, I can say it. Ended up going to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, put his name in the portal, and he's been crystal, crystal balled uh, to Florida. So some good, some finally some good portal news, and and their new. Uh, Defensive backs coach Will Harris has offered a bunch of dudes. They've got four or five guys coming in this weekend to visit. Uh, they've got, you know, four current portal commitments. So they're, they're finally making some waves early on. Uh, you know, the thing, the thing with Napier, the big knock on him at the portal last year was they all sit and they evaluate, evaluate, evaluate. And as they're evaluating, other teams are offering players and, and the guys they'd like to get, they're missing out on. So uh, they're finally offering some dudes early and, and not waiting and sitting on their hands and offering uh, late. So so that's some positive stuff. Uh, yeah, down in Miami, um, they missed out, right? Um, they were hoping, uh, you know, for a portal quarterback, uh, the the Washington State kid decides to turn pro, 
DJ Ungalele uh, ends up uh, in Tallahassee. And uh, then they jumped to K.J. Jefferson, the Arkansas transfer. He decided to, I'm going to UCF. Decided on UCF over, uh, over Miami. So now Miami's on the outside looking in, looking for a quarterback. So uh, not so good news uh, out of South Florida in collegiate football either. Um, go ahead, Chuck. No, I was going to say I was kind of transitioning since we're doing college football talking about the playoff games and both both good games but however we'll talk about the Alabama game in a moment but you know it's funny how you go along a long time and nothing bothers you and all of a sudden something just dawns on you like okay. boy that just makes me mad what's that what a, who what stupid TV executives think that hey let's have the Washington Texas game get over like 1245 in the morning on a work night when most of the country can't stay up even if you're in Central time zone of Texas, that's still a hard ass. Yeah, that's dumb. I mean, and it did go to overtime. True, it did start a little bit past its time because of the Alabama-Michigan game. But, I mean, where does that make any sense? It makes no sense. Well, what they should have done is they should have moved everything up, right? They they should have moved up to, like, uh, maybe 2 and 5.30, you know, instead of of that and, and played the Fiesta Bowl uh, the previous day, or, or something, or or did or played the Fiesta Bowl the next day. You know, because for for a while they they'd have a couple of games between yeah. the semifinals and then the championship game. They should have done that. Maybe gave maybe the Fiesta the Bowl game. a standalone game the next night. Or I don't something. think they did. A t- well, I guess then you get into one team has an advantage of an extra day off, but yeah. it's just it's tough because that. Are you with me? I know you say I complain about stupid stuff, but. Look, I didn't say I couldn't no, stay up and watch. Look, that. I had to be up at like you know six o'clock in the look, morning. The I'm, next day. I'm, look, I'm with you because myself, I try to stay up and watch them all, and I'm usually able to do that. But even me, the person that only requires four hours of sleep a night, four or five hours, I don't sleep a lot. I don't need. I don't require much sleep. I've never have, and hopefully, I never will. But, but even myself, um, the second game, man, I I, uh, I got tired. Right, I got tired, yeah. and 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 uh, so I fell asleep, fell asleep uh, early fourth quarter. Now I did wake up with like two minutes to go, and, and I seen the the ending, which was somewhat exciting, and and watched uh, Texas, you know, urinate down their leg, have four, four cracks inside the ten or fifteen yard line, and couldn't couldn't get the ball, couldn't get it in. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's it's a terrible decision to do that, and and uh, I'll say this the. Uh, Watching the uh, Georgia Florida State game was wonderful. I mean, it, 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 it was it was a, it was a, it was like a Mona Lisa. I was mad at it, it was, seventy. I'm like, Let's it, do yeah, it, it was it was like, and, and, and you know me, and I hate Georgia. I hate them both. I hate them both. But it was it was like it was it was it was like a, a beautiful painting. It, it was so beautiful because it was the best of both worlds. What you got was look FSU. I, I, look, I'm, I'm, I mean, I hope we don't lose a sponsor over this. My buddies over at Barber Associates, the best roofing contractor um, in Florida, maybe the Southeast. Uh, you know, my buddy Brad over there's a huge, huge Seminole. Right. Get it? Um, great, great people over there. But uh, look, man, um, they uh, they look. They, 
it goes back to, yeah, were they a deserving team? Yes. Were they one of the four best teams? Absolutely, positively not. No way, no how. I hear every oh we we could have we could have hung with we could have hung with Michigan. We yeah, defense could have held them held seven points. No, okay. okay, no, you would not have. No, that's incorrect. No, 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 no. You played in a in a, a poor conference. Uh, you barely beat a five and seven Florida team, and Billy Napier lost that football game. Florida had you beat, should have beat you, and they didn't. And that was because of our dunderhead head coach is the reason you beat Florida in Gainesville. Uh, a nice season, uh, you know. Too bad you can't change, you can't hang a national championship banner like UCF did. Too bad. I'm sorry, but it was great to watch Georgia because the, the, the reason it was great. Look, Georgia. I bet you right now. If on a neutral field, they'd be favored to beat Michigan or Washington by seven points. They'd be favored. So, so, so Georgia is the best team in the country. They're the best team in the country, and all they are. They they had a bad day at the office, but they're the best. So I, I love that my Georgia buddies are like, "Woe is me! What could have been? Could have been a three-peat first time since Minnesota in the '30s. Man, it could have been us. Oh my gosh!" So they're upset. They're upset, and then FSU just got absolutely embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed, but that, look, that's what you get, man. When you when you live and die with the portal, I get, I, I get that Georgia had a bunch of they, they had twenty people opt out. Georgia did too, but the majority of their guys that opted out were players that hadn't played much. They decided to transfer out. Okay, they seen the handwriting on the wall. We're not going to play much. We're out. Uh, FSU's opt outs: two starting receivers, starting running back, starting tight end, best pass rusher. Uh, defensive back, all all these guys opted out. So, and, and the majority of them, they're, they're all transfers. So, I, I get we say that both high school recruits and transfers are somewhat mercenaries, but they're far worse in the portal. At least the high school kids, they've developed some types of relationships and, and commitment and bonds with their teammates with the coaches, per se, and they've been there for a few years, right? These transfers are in and out in a year, man. They come in, uh, they want to, uh, you know, play to improve their draft stock, to get their NIL money. They don't have any type of c- commitment toward, to the, you know, towards the university they play for. I mean, it's zero, absolutely zero. Uh, wow. So, you know what, that's what you get, man. You get what you get. And you know what? And, and here's the thing, FSU. Yeah, you you get a good portal quarterback. He's not great. He's okay. He was terrible at Clemson. He was average at Oregon State. Decent player, but uh, you talk well. That's well, the team you've seen wasn't a team. Well, okay, well, guess what? It is. It's a team next year. Unless you hit portal gold, uh, FSU. They're they're staring at eight and four next year. Yeah, staring at eight and four. I mean, now they benefit from playing in a you know again a bad conference. But uh, but they've got to go. Well, they played Georgia Tech overseas, right? They over in London, I think, yes. or, or, or Ireland, I, Ireland, right? So uh, play them. They I think the SMU, I think next year, um, on the road, I believe. Um, so they've got some interesting games, right? So uh, so, you know, so yeah, some, we'll some Miami, Florida. We we'll get the Alabama game, but real quick about expanding the playoffs. Did you watch the Liberty Oregon game? That's what you're going to get next year with a team like Liberty. And Liberty was trying. Oregon, yeah. Bo Nix played. So it wasn't like Oregon was FSU-like when everybody opted out. So that was just a 
That was just a beatdown. Yeah, it was, was a it forty-five down. to six, I, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the Alabama game. Anyway, it, it was six nothing to Liberty early. Yes, it went right down the field, touchdown. Alabama game, great game. I, I, I guess you're like me. Were you pulling? Were you pulling for? Uh, I, I, I was torn when the game started. I wasn't really sure, but then I started pulling for Alabama. Oh, you did? I did. Okay, yeah. so fourth down play. What, Terrible How call. is that play going to work? What would have been the best I outcome? Mean, how is that play going to work? Would be my well, question. The, the problem you is. You ran right to a, a wall. The problem is. Jalen Milrow is terrible. He he, he, terrible? Can't, he he can't throw the ball a lick. No, he, he's he, he's a poor man's Anthony Richardson and a very very poor man's Anthony Richardson. Did you see him try to throw the ball? He couldn't throw the ball from here to that table right there. He couldn't do it. He was he couldn't do it. But so that's why it because there was the reason they called that play. In my opinion, they had zero confidence, zero confidence in him making any kind of a pass anywhere. Had he not done it before in that game? <laughs> he, every time he tried to throw the ball, he couldn't okay. do anything. Couldn't do anything. I mean, just if you watch but, the entire game, he couldn't throw the football. He, he couldn't throw a forward pass. He could not. So, therefore, the, the proper play would have been get your quarterback on the perimeter, give him an RPO, right? Give him, yeah. give him, not, give him an option. But the problem is, I'm sure the way Alabama looked at things was, well, if, if you run them on the perimeter here, uh, they're probably gonna they're probably gonna tackle him, and, and, and he's not gonna be able to make a throw. So let's just hope like hell we can block it up front and run right up the middle. To me, still a bad play call, but whatever. Let's break here. We're gonna break. We'll come back. We'll pick game so you can get out of here. How about that? Oh, and then you'll right. you'll check in. Yeah, I'll check in uh, when you're on the road back to the booming metropolis of Baldwin. So we'll pick games. Give folks uh, our picks from last week. After this, from the L House in Tinseltown on Ten Ten XL. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. And welcome back to Compton and Company. Coming to you from the Yale House in Tinseltown. Chuck Elliott alongside Casey Dobson producing Ron Compton. Glad to have you along with us. 641-1010 phone lines, text lines open to you. Um, poll questions out there. Are these Casey Dobson? Yeah, so our first poll question of the evening went like this. The Jags this weekend against the Titans. No Trevor, no problem. Titans week, all hands on deck, or simply other. Well, it's pretty much a tie between no Trevor, no problem, and Titans week, all hands on deck. I have yet to cast my vote, but I'm pretty sure I'm going with Titans week, all hands on deck. Look at that. Just like that, it's switched. 42% 42% say Titans week, all hands on deck. And the other yeah, poll question yep. involving the national championship game, it is a split down the middle, Michigan-Washington, wow. 50-50. Wow. So, so check your wrong. You thought it would be a landslide. I did, too, that most, the majority of the people would pick uh, Washington, but I guess there's some people that are on the side of Jim Harbaugh. 50-50. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, uh we have, we have games to pick. So let's roll right into that this week. Tell folks, Chuck, how we did last week, and let's go through games this week, my friend. All right, last week you led the pack. For the week, for the week, you were 4-2. You're now, for the year, two games over 500. Uh, I was 3-3. Three and three. I still have a one-game lead over you with three Ooh, over boy. 500. It's close. 
we got a cut. We of course we got the playoff weeks to go, and so uh, got a few weeks to go. So where, so where's Casey? Because I mean, I know he he's behind the eight ball I here, but he, uh, he stepped I in late. Right, he's like a relief pitcher. He's middle yeah, reliever. Yeah. He got no, uh, he no, he can't be the middle reliever. Closer? He can't be the closer here. Okay. Yeah, because he's our guy now. Okay, that's, well, yeah, true. I was thinking when he got pulled, but anyway, he went uh, two and four last week, but he's even. So so. So I'm two. So you're three games over five hundred. You're two over. And he, I guess he's two behind us at five hundred. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're three over. Right. I'm so two we're over. Still close. I mean, Casey's five hundred. Yes. The, or the producer's position is, is five hundred. Mighty wow. Casey at, at bat. All right. I'm, let's go. I'm, I'm doing my best. I got to brush All off. All right. Week so for sure. we got, of course, six games. It's a breakdown of five NFL games. We only got one college game. So that's all. That's yeah. all I could find. No, I could find any all, others. Unfortunately, that's all that's left. Okay. We start out a game of, I guess. I guess, would you say if it's just to the Jags, because it wasn't, doesn't matter because the Jags, they've got to win. So, what's this game really? Who really Well, you, you're talking about Baltimore-Pittsburgh? No, I'm talking about Houston-Indy. Oh, yeah. Well, that one does, but the other one does. Okay. The Baltimore-Pittsburgh does. Well, guess what? I didn't put that game yeah, on there. You fine. know why? That's, that's fine. Well, you know why? Because Baltimore's set, sitting yeah, there. Yeah, no. And, 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 and that's something I'm, I'm going to talk about. But the reason the I said segment. the game doesn't – yes, it's in they the Jags' tie. division, but – They could tie. But Jacksonville still has to win. Yeah. Or yeah, regardless. So anyway, Houston at the Colts. Houston favored by one point. Houston at the Colts. Houston favored by a point. Well, they have C.J. Stroud back. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Who some people would say is the best quarterback in the AFC South. Huh. Um, some people would. I'm sure you probably would, Chuck. Yeah. But yeah. I know he's not as good as Gardner Minshew. <laughs> you Talk know what? Up. I'm taking Houston on the road with with a healthy C.J. Stroud and company. I think, I, yeah, yeah. Give, give me, give me Houston. Uh, boy, this is, man, this is tough. Wow, this is the this is the definition of a toss up. Yeah, give me Houston, Casey. Well, I gotta go against you two gentlemen, and uh, you know I've seen today a Jaguars Minshew jersey that was autographed and it was framed. So I'm going with them Colts. So Let's you've go. seen a, you've seen a, you're going with the Colts because you've seen a framed Gardner Minshew hey, jersey today. Signs I mean, wow. everywhere, the signs. Signs. Okay, baby? Where, where, signs. The, where the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> so it was uh, the owner of the coffee trucks uh, garage. So right. that's where it was. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Saw a framed <laughs> Minshew jersey. That reminds you, Kurt. Autograph. A framed autograph. Minshew jersey. That's got to be at least worth twenty eight dollars. Not the now, same thing, but it's kind of like uh, Gardner. Sure everybody does this. Like if you watch a game and if he you get up and sit in another chair. What's that, Casey? I said I don't know if uh, Gardner actually was the autographer. <laughs> so okay. I, I just either way, it's worth twenty eight dollars. Either way, it's twenty eight dollars. <laughs> Whether I autographed it, Chuck autographed it, you autographed it, or Gardner autographed it, twenty eight dollars. Yeah, and that's for the frame. Correct. I shouldn't say that. I, I shouldn't say that. I like Gardner. The magic that he brought to this city. I mean, he did. There was, you know what? He, you know, what it, What stinks is Gardner Minshew really embodied everything that was Jacksonville, Florida. Didn't had the he, jorts. Didn't he, though? Had the jorts, the mullet. Felt like dad up in the booth, Up County. in the box, drinking Budweiser. I mean, you know what? Just, just a dude, man. He just, it, man, it, it would have been nice had he just been great. But uh, he was, you know, just a uh, look. He's a solid NFL quarterback. He's just solid. Yep. Anyway, all right. So on to game number two, Chuck. Let's go. So Casey's right. Casey. He's on an island with uh with the Colts. All right. So next next two games, you look at them. They look bad, but they have division 
i.e. playoff implications. Mm -hmm. The Falcons at the Saints. <laughs> the Saints by three. But, okay, so <laughs> if <laughs> am I correct? The Falcons win and the Panthers uh, beat the Bucks. The Falcons are your division champions. Yeah. So there are another division where three teams have a chance to win the win division. Going to yeah. What yeah. what else can you ask for? Yeah. So I, look, I'll I'll, I'll I'll go first here. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you talk about a terrible quarterback position. <laughs> Ritter, Heineke. I don't. Chuck, you could go play quarterback there and be just as good. You could. What are you, 5'7", 155 pounds? 45. 5'7", 145. You can go play quarterback for well, him. I don't do just as good. You could. I don't want to change your opinion who you're going to pick, but in New Orleans, why are the Saints only a three-point favorite? Well, you're not going to change my opinion. I think David Carr or Derek Carr, whichever Carr brother okay. it is, it's Derek, yeah. whatever. Maybe their dad, David Sr., I don't really know. All right. But give me Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, give Chris Olave, give me those guys. Give me, give me the head, the bag wearing eight Saints. Give me those guys. Give yeah, this is a weird one. When I looked at this line, I'm like, that's just weird. But I'm with you. I'm going to take the Saints. But that's an odd line. It is. Usually no, say when you, you go towards the smell, that line stinks. It, it does. So, it does. All right, Casey. Uh, what would you say about that Saints. smell? Okay, because I've been to New Orleans. <laughs> I walked down Bourbon Street. I have and to. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I mean, the Falcons. I got to show. My Atlanta team, a little bit of love. Last game of the season, fly, Falcons, fly. Mm. Fly, fly. Hey, that's like you say fly, Falcons, fly, and I love saying die, Eagles, die. I mean, I love that. I mean, the feel, I, what did I, I, mean, I wish Casey were part of the program over the last six weeks because I've said for six weeks, and boy, they're making me look like a genius, that the Eagles – and Jalen Hurts, the most overrated team and quarterback in the National Football League. And he, they are, he is. And so die, Eagles, die is all I can say. They should have a two-game division elite. Well, they don't. <laughs> they don't, okay? They don't. Because the Cowboys are America's Brad. team Thanks, and got to win. And, and uh, <laughs> the Eagles <laughs> lost the Cardinals. <laughs> and by the way, uh, who his new head coach gave him the vote of confidence, Kyler Murray is my guy. And he should be. He should be his guy. All right, keep on rolling, Chuck. All right, Sorry. another great one. Don't yell at me. Playoff implications. I'm not going to yell at you, Chuck. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa <laughs> by four. Another line that seems You're to so stink. Dumb Although Tampa, the, uh, look at these games. A lot of these games stink this weekend, but it has playoff implications. It has division what's the, what's implications. What's the spread? It's four and a half. Tampa stunk last week. Mayfield is back to being it's, Baker Mayfield. It shows it being a week-to-week league. Yes. I mean, Baker Mayfield – for two consecutive weeks, looked like the number one overall pick in the draft that he was, and then he looked like hot garbage this past weekend. Chuck, you can go first. Uh, well, with that being said, I don't think it's a week to have, it, have an uptick again, so give me Tampa. But the line, the line doesn't look right. You're gonna, that's right. You're still, that's you're right. still going to take Tampa. Yeah, so if, Tampa, okay. if I get this right, if Tampa wins, they, they're the division champions, I think. Yes, yeah, no, matter, that's correct. no matter what Atlanta or the Saints do. That's correct. Get go ahead and get this go ahead and get this cream sickle orange jerseys out. They should. Let's bring back James Wilder. Let's bring back Ricky Bell, Doug Williams. Bring all these guys back. Um, bring back Leroy Selman. Hell, I know his brother Dewey didn't play there. Bring him as well. Huey remember, Louie and remember Dewey. Remember the third one? Uh, I don't know. Lucius, Lucius. Bring them all. Bring, bring them all. Bring them all. Give me the Bucks. Remember tight end Leroy Selman. Jimmy Giles, oh, tight Jimmy end. Jimmy Giles. Oh, yeah. Number 88, Jimmy Giles. Yes. Number 88. Correct. I remember him. 
Uh, but yeah, g- give me the, the creamsicle bucks. What do you got there, Casey? It's a clean sweep, Tampa. Yeah, that that uh, that to me, it's not quite as big of a big of a deal. I, I, look, last week's FSU line with Georgia, I told Chuck this, and I you know it, 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 was, it was the dumbest bet he's ever made it went in his to 20 life. Or Twenty-one, by the way. It was the easiest money in the history of the world. But it was so lopsided, I had to take a chance. Yeah. I had to take it a was, chance. It was because, again, it was, Georgia was motivated to play FSU. Again, all the mercenaries didn't care. And Georgia, I mean, I mean we've seen what happened. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so uh, we're all clean sweep here with Tampa. That means Carolina wins by 10, probably. Go ahead. What's next? All right, next we get to a, I guess, a decent NFL game, Sunday night. Oh, boy. Buffalo at Miami. Oh, ho, ho. Buffalo by three. Oh, so, boy. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. You think, oh, what a game that's going to be. Yeah, oh, you think, my goodness. You, you think Buffalo's going to win, but like I've been saying, what's Buffalo been on a six-game tear? Look, they are overdue for a stinker of a game, aren't they? And they had a stinker beginning this past week, and they escaped and got a win. Well, I guess you could say the Chargers before that was a stinker game. Yeah. But you know what? They won. Who are you I've taking? Seen, I'm taking Buffalo. Oh, uh, no. I hate it. My, oh, you know what? No. If Miami loses, you know what their reward is? They get to go to KC. Great. Here comes the return of Mahomes starts in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> they are going to beat the hell out of Miami. <laughs> Miami is it. a – I love the, the comp, this this brimming with conference. I love it. You love it. It's great. Well, other than you like, I, Dolphins, like, like you I told it. you, other than the Cowboys, uh, the Dolphins uh. have stunk when they play the decent team, right? Do you agree? <laughs> yeah. Boy, they that, one, that in is, five, uh, one in five against teams with 500 yeah. records. Uh, K- K- <laughs> Casey, what do you got? What do you got, Casey? So, before our show Ridiculous. started this evening, uh, one Dylan Denmark was editing for his award winning show, and he was playing a certain clip from a Leon Searcy who went to the College of. The U. He went to the U. So uh-huh. Give me that Miami Dolphins, baby. Wow. The Miami Dolphins. Signs, just, baby. All these signs. The issue with the Miami Dolphins, Jalen Phillips, out. Bradley Chubb, out. Raheem Mostert, don't know. Jalen Waddle, uh, don't know. David Howard out? I think Howard. Howard he, he might be. I don't know. Sure he might be out as well. So they've got injuries all over. Over the place. That's the issue with Miami right now. All, all those those guys they brought in to go, to go win a championship, they're all hurt. And the, the ironic thing is, the one guy that's not hurt is your quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. Yes. What do we figure? Twenty-one. So 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 21. so here. So during the week, I'm glad you brought that up. So Casey, I called Chuck and said, "Hey, he said how how many quarterback? How many teams?" Have had backup quarterbacks play due to uh, injury or, or significant time missed due to injury or poor play. Poor play. <laughs> Twenty-one of the thirty-two. Twenty-one of the thirty-two. That and, and then that changed. Now the twenty-two of thirty-two now. So more than two-thirds of the league uh, have had backup quarterbacks play significant snaps due to injury or poor play by that starting quarterback. That was just terrible for fantasy. You can guarantee it. Terrible. Terrible. So I guess we can pick the other game to come back and pick the Jags after that. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Were you going to stay around for one more segment, Chuck? Yeah, yeah. We'll come back and pick the Jags game. Okay. So who did Casey? 
Casey took. Uh, he, he took. I the took That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Buffalo. I mean, I mean, everything I just said. Miami doesn't have anybody. They're, they have. I mean, they have as many people missing as FSU did. It's just FSU's guys opted out. Miami's guys are banged up in the infirmary. Now this is a crazy stat, as you not a stat, but a possibility. Buffalo could be a two seed. They could miss a playoff. How crazy is that? That, that is crazy. A two seed or. I did the playoff. By the way, Barber and Associates is sponsoring our our pick segment tonight. Best roofing contractor in the world. I need to say that because I've, I've trashed on FSU and Brad's not going to be happy with me. Now we're going to sorry, jump, Brad. We're going to jump ahead to Monday night. I guess hopefully it starts before I don't know ten o'clock or whatever. <laughs> so we can watch it. <laughs> it's probably gonna, it'll start it'll start at eight o'clock Pacific time, maybe Chuck. <laughs> God, eleven o'clock our time. <laughs> so Washington, not at Michigan. Washington versus Michigan. Holly, where's that game? Is that game in Houston? Where, yeah, it is. Where's the game? It's a, yes, it's it in is Houston. in Houston. Yes, it's Reliance Houston. or whatever they call that, it now. Reliance Stadium. Whatever it's called, it's in Houston. Yeah. Michigan by five and a half. That seems like a lot of points. That is me. a lot of points. And I'm going to pull out hell for Washington. Michael Penix Jr., man, that dude is outstanding. In Indiana, he had some injuries. Uh, but, man, he's healthy. He's got uh, a couple of receivers that are both going to uh, catch balls on Sundays in the National Football League. Um they're good on both lines of scrimmages. Give me Washington to cover that. I think Washington's going to win the game outright. At least I hope they do. So give me the Washington Huskies. Well, I hope you're right. That line looks like a huge line. That's why I'm taking Michigan. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm taking Michigan. Yeah, I got to uh, I got to take Michigan as well. But this is for my boy. Shout out Trey Wickline. Let's go Wolverines. Yeah, I've got my buddy Brad. He's a big Michigan fan. He's Die hard. Oh, the Brad I know. Yeah, the Brad you know. Have yeah. you talked to him lately? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out, like, oh yeah. Yeah, we crowing. talk. Oh, yeah. He's crowing. He, you know, he, he's talking like most Michigan fans, like there's something. They, they, like, won. They've shared one national title, you know, since, like, the Great Depression. Uh, and they think they're, like, a great program. No, they're not. They're just, a, they're just, they're, they, they shared a title in 1997. And they've done nothing since the turn of the, the like nineteen twenty nine since. I just think it'd be cool if the Pac twelve wins the national championship on their way out the door. That'd the be conference. great. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Big Ten. So the Big Ten claim it. Yeah, the Big Yeah, the Big Ten will claim it. Yeah, they'll claim <laughs> that. Yeah, they'll, they'll claim it either way. That's right. They'll claim it. All right, we'll break here. We'll come back and we'll pick the Jags game after this. Compton and Company on Ten Ten XL. That's a good song right there, Chuck. What? You don't hear it? You don't hear the music? What is it? Oh, come on, man. Uh, he can go ahead and go. Uh, you don't know the song. On, on here. Oh, okay. He, he can't hear very well. A little Superman action. You can call me Superman, Chuck. Come on. Come on, Chuck. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, that's okay, Chuck. We still care about you. Don't worry. All right. So, we're back. We are at the old house in Tilted Town. Uh, we have one more pick to go. I do remind uh, tell folks about our brand new sponsor for tonight. He's sponsoring our poll question tonight. That's all site contracting, uh, locally uh, locally ran site utility contractor. Also offers roll off dumpsters. So uh, look, if you have that roll off container, need your contractor for that matter, you're a homeowner. You have a huge project that you're replacing a roof or whatever, you need a container to throw your stuff in, uh, give Amy a call at 
574 Low prices and also next day services. If you don't get next day service, the, the roll-up container is absolutely free. That's how confident they are in taking care of you, the customer. is It's uh, free if they don't deliver. All right, so uh, back, uh, making picks against the spread. And, boy, it's close, like you said, for the year. Uh, Chuck, you're three games over, five, over 500. Yeah, I'm two games over 500. And Casey's, it's, he's 500. And, and it stinks for Casey, though, because he came out of his first week picking. He came out of the gates like 5-1. and one. Well, but, hey, he, but you know, it's, it's, but it's, you know what, though? It's, uh, it's, it's the producer position. Yeah, but let's, <laughs> if he'd have picked all year, maybe he'd been eight games under. You don't know. You're making the assumption he would have picked better than. That's true. That's true. You don't so know you see, he doesn't have any confidence in you at all, Casey. No, I've got confidence in Casey. He just doesn't. I, I, be- I believe like in, I believe seeing as if, you know, one Casey Jarrett Bethard led us to victory last week. <laughs> I believe in me. Yeah. I believe in Casey's everywhere. Uh, you believe in Casey being him. The Casey are a bunch of hymns. A bunch of hymns. All right, so we have one more game to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pick. It's uh, the game in Nashville. The he Jacksonville Jaguars visit the Mike Vrabel-led Tennessee Titans. So, Chuck, tell us what the spread is there, Mr. Elliott. Five and a half on that, this game also. Five and, five and a half. half. Jacksonville. Well, the, well, the Jags, of course, will be favored. Yeah, of course. What says you, Chuck? Oh, I'm taking Tennessee. Hell, it's just, well, I, I think I Jacksonville wins by a field goal. It's going to be a tough game. They're not just going to stroll. Casey Dobbs. Yeah, I'm going with the home team, baby. Let's go, Jags. You know what you got to do. You got to win. I mean, the division's on the line. You put yourselves in this position. It's go time, baby. So we're going to play a little. We're going to play a little DJ Khaled. What we're going to do, aren't we? All we do is win, win, win. Right? That's what we're going to do. Uh, look. It's huge that uh, look the, the the matchups all favor the Jaguars here. E- even if CJ Beathard has to play it in, in in place of um, Trevor Lawrence, but all things are trending like Trevor's going to play. He practiced on a limited basis today. Last week he didn't practice at all, so he's now practicing. Now what I would do though, and, and I know that they won't. It, it'd be if look if you knew, right? If you had a, a genie and you had a, you granted a few wishes, and one was hey, you know, you granted the Jaguars win even with, with C.J. Beathard. Obviously, yeah, you you play with C.J. Beathard, right? And you'd sit Trevor for one more week. Well, if Trevor's healthy, he's playing. I boy, I'd be tempted to activate Trevor and make him my backup for the week just to see if you can win without him. And let him heal for one more week, let him rest, and, and then be ready to roll. Uh, you say make it a backup, so if you need to bring him in, you could? Yeah, okay. and say, so you start C.J. Beathard. Because to me, yeah. as long as you play mistake-free football, uh, meaning no turnovers, no penalties, your front seven, I think, will overwhelm Tennessee's offensive line, and Tennessee won't do anything at all offensively. Uh, they, have, they have no weapons on the perimeter. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you've got Derrick Henry in the backfield, and, and I get what he's done in years past, but he's not the same Derrick Henry. He's got to – look, NFL running backs are like in it, Major League Baseball pitchers. They only have so many totes in them. It's like pitchers only have, have only have only have so many pitches in their arm. That's just how it is. Um, 
I think that the Jaguars are, are just better. The, the matchups favor the Jags. Again, Jaguars can run the football, ball control, don't turn it over, limit penalties. Again, they, they had one penalty last week, no turnovers. Uh, they do that, they win, regardless of who plays quarterback, in my opinion. Now, that's why I would think, I, don't, I, I know they won't, I would think about starting C.J., let, let even Trevor's healthy, or not healthy, but can play. And if it doesn't work, hey, you know what, we tried it. No, Trevor. Okay, Trevor, roll out there. I don't. I don't think that would ever happen. But I might be tempted to do that. Um, but either way, I think with we're getting getting Kirk back, getting Zay Jones back. That's you know, that's another thing. If you do get both those guys back, you sort of would like to have. Now I'm going to talk out of the other side of my mouth here. If they're both back. You would like to have Trevor and those guys playing a football game together to sort of get back on the same page. You, you know, you can't you can't simulate practice, right? Uh, it, it, or game time with practice, you can't. So, uh, either way, I think the Jaguars win. They cover. They come home. They're divisional champions, and they're hosting a playoff game Cleveland. against the Cleveland Browns and. 49-year-old Joe Flacco. Who put a beatdown on him last time. It wasn't a beatdown. They won by three points or four points. It wasn't a beatdown. And it was in Cleveland. So, okay. And they, they, Cleveland had like two or three big plays. The two, uh, and Joe Kuda tied in that, that was uncovered. Other than that, the Jaguars really beat him up a lot of the game. So, okay, who should have won that game? Jaguars. <laughs> the only game Jacksonville lost they should have won Cincinnati. Yeah, I, Everything I, else, I think I, they I were think pretty they, thoroughly I, I dominated. I think that, again, you had a, a couple of big plays, a couple of big plays made by – if you go back and look at that game, the Browns had like two big passing plays, maybe three from Flacco to Njoku. Outside of that, they did nothing offensively. The Jaguars forced like seven three and outs. The Jaguars' defense dominated that football game out, outside of a couple of big plays. So, yeah, no, so no, the Cleveland Browns didn't deliver a big Didn't Flacco the throw for like game. 350 yards in that he game? He threw for a lot. Yes. He shamed Trevor in that game. It was, I oh, mean. Oh, Lord. What did Trevor do in that game? Not much. I mean, he outclassed Trevor. Now. It was no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You know? I just don't think that you could say, well, boy, Jackson really blew that game. No, Cleveland took that game. They won that game. They deserved that game. Well, okay, so when you look at when that football game, all right, uh, Flacco threw for 307. Mm-hmm. Trevor threw for 235. Mm-hmm. The difference was again, it was, it was you had, but it was two big plays. I mean, it was it was two big plays, is what it was. Outside of that, the uh, the Browns didn't do much. It didn't. So, <laughs> well, they did. Guess what? They didn't do much. Jacksonville did nothing. So no, I, no, I, no. I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> All right, F, you sound like an FSU fan here. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, FSU fans. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess they think they should have played for the national championship, I guess, right? Or at least the college football playoff. How, how badly would have, if it were, and we're going to break here, uh, had FSU snuck in and not Texas, what would have that score been, in your opinion, had it been FSU? Uh, Michigan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say probably 35 to 17. Yeah. That's about right. If FSU would have their starters, they would have played a lot closer, a lot better than they did Georgia. I don't think it would I hear people say it had been 45-7. to 7. No, they would, Michigan would not be. Yeah, I, I would bad. agree. Michigan wins the game by a couple of touchdowns. What do you think, Casey? What would have happened? 
Uh, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Michigan football this year, but I, I mean, I'm with I'm with Chuck on this one. I mean, if if the players stayed, there would have been a different result on the field. FSU in my opinion. Might, but here's a, here's a problem. FSU might not have scored. They might not have scored seven points that game. But Tate Rodemaker at quarterback. Because I think Rodemaker Rodemaker would have stayed uh, had they played had they been yeah. in the playoffs um, instead of transferring that early on. But that Michigan defense is very, very good. Uh, yeah, I don't know that, that FSU would have scored more than 10 points. So I think it would have been like 35 to 10, 27 to 10 maybe, because FSU defense is pretty good too. All right, we'll break here. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we've got on this day in sports. We had some birthdays as well. We're going to talk about uh, you know the Baltimore Ravens' decision to sit everybody this week on the, in their Saturday game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that and a whole lot more to broadcast to you from the L House in Tinseltown on 1010XL. Test your music there, music uh, knowledge there, Chuck. T- t- test that there, Ron. Test that. What, what you got? What you got coming through your ears? I'm waiting. See, I got music here and I got music there. I'm trying, I'm trying to listen to what we got here. Let's see. Hold on. I don't know that one. Ooh, brother. Look of a band called Seether when you get off and thank me later. Who, who's the band? Seether. Seether. Yeah. Ah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like the sound. I like the sound. I do like the sound, for sure. Uh, all right, we are back. We're at the Yale House in Temple Town. Um, 1010XL, glad to have you along with us. Uh, Chuck Elliott. We've got Casey Dobson producing, as I've seen an Eagles sweatshirt just walk by. All I have to say to you, dude, is die, Eagles, die. A slow death. I love it. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yours truly, Ron Compton, glad to have you along with us. We have poll questions out there tonight, sponsored by... All-site contracting, which are what, Casey Dobson? So the first question was, poll question for the night, Jags, this weekend against the Titans. No Trevor, no problem. Titans week, all hands on deck, or other. Right now, no Trevor, no problem is leading the way with 43%. And then our second poll question, our bonus, Michigan-Washington, who you got in the national title? They are swaying towards you two gentlemen, Washington. All right. 56%. How about this, man? Foya Lewican is on the brink of leading the National Football League in tackles in three consecutive seasons. One uh he's, one Miss he, Miss he, he, Dobson might have got a uh, Foye Luacon jersey for one really? uh, Casey Dobson this year. Oh, it is ah. sweet. Oh, let and me number, tell you, number twenty three jersey. Twenty three, huh? baby. Uh, I like twenty three. Oh, so Chris, he's he's never made a Pro Bowl. That's gonna How change. How bad is that? That's gonna I mean, change. I mean, think no, he no, he's not this year. No, it's already been announced. He didn't oh, make it. Come on, man. What is it? That's what I said dude. earlier. No, the the, the the long the long snapper made it, and Josh Allen. That's it. Uh, no right. Jaguar. So real quick, no, I want to make sure Chuck, no Chuck you're on with us, no right? Bad. You got us, right, Chuck? Yes. 
Yeah, good deal, good deal. Uh, all right, I just want to make sure I'm doing my job in here correctly. Okay, yeah, so this great. right here, but I've been wanting to have this discussion with anybody, and anybody will listen, and now i got this platform. All right, so we used to base a lot of the Hall of Fame votes on this mm-hmm. all-pro, pro bowl, and... We're looking at one of our own, Freddie T. Okay, yep. and we're, we're their yep. measuring stick is all right. Yeah, you did all this, Freddie T. But you didn't go to the All Pro as many. You didn't have as many Pro Bowls. All right. Well, now it's a glorified flag football game and a little competition that high sure. school students would enjoy doing. Can we really say that? the Pro Bowl is so prestigious now and it means something? Or can we just can we push that aside and say, you know what, because, number one, I mean, it's a fan-contributed, voted, you know, segment of the game that we love anyways. So why are we – I realize that when Freddie T was a part of it, it was a little bit different. But can, can that narrative – from the past two years on, can we just remove it from our narrative of how we judge a player? Can we do that? Well, I would say this. Um, yeah, some of that. Look, Fred Taylor um, won a Pro Bowl in 07. That, the same year he was second team All-Pro. Um, and, look, in that year he, he, he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, uh, it was because he was an alternate, and MJD uh, took a step aside so Fred could go to the Pro Bowl. Now, now then, it it did mean more then than it does now. Now, Fred Taylor, though, had he been a member of the Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Redskins or the New York Giants and put up those same types of numbers, he would have had more Pro Bowls. He would have. He would have, right? I mean, look, career 4.6 yard per carry average, almost 12,000 yards rushing, uh, 74 total touchdowns. Look, and he he was a game breaking so and so. The the dude is absolutely deserving, uh, I think, of becoming a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we broke we broke it last week on our show that that, uh, that he was. Uh, he was finally named a finalist for the first time. He's he's now in the in the round of fifteen, uh, and he'll have I don't, again. I, I said last week. I guess I should have looked it up to find out if you know Sam Kavoris is the guy that's going to go. Uh, you know, uh, argue or state I should say. I believe uh, that Taylor's I believe case. Fred uh, said that in an interview that Sam it was is, the one who reached Sam, out okay. to him and told him. Yep. <laughs> okay, so so Kavoris said for Maselli for years, and now and now it for, for Fred Taylor as well. But I'll tell you what, look, guys, um, look, I think Fred belongs in. I do, but uh, and I've said this though for a long time. Um, as as much as I believe Freddie T belongs in, Jimmy Smith is more deserving, in my opinion, than Fred Taylor is. Uh, you you look at Jimmy Smith's numbers, okay? Uh, he was a five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, uh, and then you look at uh, he had uh, like eight 1,000-yard receiving years in a row. Let's see. I mean, let, me, let me look him up. Let me see if I'm right. Let me, let me look him up. Okay. 
here we go. One, two, three, four, five, s- I'm sorry, seven. Seven in a row. And then he had the year he was suspended for four games in 03. And then he went back-to-back again. So nine out of ten years, he's the only wide receiver in the history of the National Football League to have nine of ten 1,000-yard receiving seasons and not be in the Hall of Fame. He's the only one, the only one. And had he not been suspended the one year for four games, he obviously would have had ten consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons. And had it not been for the -the off-the-field stuff, he would have played three or four more years and had 13 or 14 consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. And he was that dude that opposing secondaries game-planned around. So hopefully, it's if, you know, if and when Fred does get in, the next Jaguar that gets in from a player standpoint is Jimmy Smith because Tom Coughlin also deserves to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. With what he did here and then the two, and then the two Super Bowl uh, – uh, titles as a coach for the New York Giants. What says you, Chuck Elliott? Yeah, we talked about this uh, several times in the past. I think Jimmy Smith, although Fred Taylor's great, I think Jimmy Smith was, should go in before he does, but right now he's no, not. He, and he's no, he, won't. Stuff uh, he won't, obviously, because he's not even a, he, he's never, I don't think Jimmy Smith has ever made it to the round of 25 or 50 or whatever. Wow. But yeah, so I mean, and he's, he's certainly is it his off the field issues, I guess, that have kept him out of, I, I'm out sure. of I'm conversation? Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he, he so, so, so what do you think, Casey? You hear us talk about Jimmy Smith. What do you say? Uh, agree 100%. I'm pulling up his stats right now. It's like, it's undeniable. <laughs> like, yeah, everything that yeah. he was able to do, some of the numbers that he was putting up, it's like, Okay, yeah. you really think that it has a little bit to do with just Jacksonville in particular. Like, we've just – we're like that stain in the white underwear. It's like, you know, just uh, – <laughs> you still wear the white underwear. You still wear it, but there's a stain there, and you make sure that when you take it off that the wife's not around or the, the lights are definitely lower dimmer than than they would be just so you know so you're not so embarrassed so you don't have to answer well, for well, it well see if, if that were the case you know you know well you know i know why fred taylor's now it, it's it's weird how things happen so now fred taylor and again this isn't and there's nothing wrong with this look tony Maselli uh was mentioned a lot obviously but but then when he started doing like more national stuff, whether you know the, the national radio broadcast, and he became become a part of the national media. You know, he 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 gets talked about more. You know, Fred Taylor. What's the podcast he does with a few in, uh, a few former NFL players that it's, it's become somewhat popular? So now Fred Taylor's name gets mentioned more. So now all of a sudden he's now a finalist. You don't hear Jimmy Smith mentioned at all. And I ever, I mean, you never hear Jimmy Smith get mentioned at all, um, and and why? Because he's he's not he's not in the media. He's not front and center anywhere, right? He's just kind of living his life and doing his thing. Um, just sometimes it's all about, you know, it's that squeaky, you know, uh, that squeaky wheel that gets that gets the oil, you know. And and, and uh, but yeah, well, look, go ahead, Chuck. Well, speaking kind of along those same lines, but switching something a little bit, I think I, I think I called you the other day complaining. Okay, yes, Jimmy Johnson was a very good football coach, but my God, you would have thought that Bill Belichick, George Hallis, John Chula, 
all rolled up into one were going into the Cowboys' ring of honor. I mean, yeah. they just yeah, look, dribbled Jim up. Jones, you're right. Sundown. I agree. I agree. You know? Tom Coughlin was a better coach than Jimmy Johnson. Tom Coughlin was better. I mean, my word. Coughlin, and look, and you and me, I, I'm a Cowboy. I'm, I'm a Cowboy. I love, love the Cowboys. You know, my favorite team. He, he was, you know, Cowboys back-to-back Super Bowl winning titles. But look, uh, what Tom Coughlin did, in my opinion, was far more impressive in New York than what Jimmy Johnson did in Dallas. Why is that? Because, and and, and then you, that doesn't even take into consideration what Tom, uh, Tom Coughlin did here in Jacksonville, building this franchise, two AFC title games within four years, and one of which being his second year here. But Jimmy Johnson was armed with all those draft picks, you know, via the Herschel Walker trade. But he pulled uh, off that trade well, to give you credit for that. Well, no, but Jerry Jones also helped pull that trade off. It was Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. And Jerry Jones, all of Jerry Jones' money with no salary cap. See, yep. no salary cap, a ton of picks with a trade orchestrated by Jimmy Johnson uh, and Jerry Jones, which turned into the two Super Bowls. Again, and then when he went to Miami, he was average. He was average. Uh, when you yeah, average. At, <laughs> when you look at the drafting, he is a Dolphins fan. You know that he was average at, at Miami. He goes to Miami. Oh, my gosh, Jimmy Johnson going to Miami. See, here we go with Super Bowls. Nope. Nope. They were average in Miami. His best draft pick in Miami was Zach Thomas. That was his best. And remember, and let, uh, yeah, he, so, he didn't draft well at all. Remember, he drafted John Avery, the running back from Ole Miss, didn't do anything. I mean, he was just okay as a coach, okay as a GM. Well, what you don't bring up average. is who who he passed on. He, in his first draft, he passed on Ray Lewis. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's you know he could have had him, and he passed on him. So so, so yeah to, so yeah so to look Jimmy Johnson, uh, very good coach, uh, Hall of Fame coach. Nah, I don't know. I mean I don't know. Uh, should does he belong in the ring of, ring of honor? Yes. You you win two two Super Bowls. The Cowboys coach. You you're deserving to go in the ring of honor. Hall NFL Hall of Fame coach. I'm still touring there, and, and again, I'm a Cowboys and fan. Two Super Bowls, I would say yes. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and I don't but, have a problem with him in the Ring of Honor, but uh, I guess my problem was they were just over the top on the Fox pregame yeah. show Sunday. Like my God, brought out the Rock as a guest. Although, also the Rock came out to promote the the, the new UFL, but still, yeah, I mean, I mean, I look at Bill Cowher. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame coach. I think Bill Cowher's a good coach. I don't think he's a, he's a great coach. Thought he was good. Uh, I mean, then you then you look at a guy, the Raiders coach, Tom Flores, won two Super Bowls. He's not in. We you know we mentioned Tom Coughlin, two Super Bowls and two FC title games for you know the Jaguars. He's not in. I mean, I don't know. I just that's just me. All right. So, uh, but we you know we talk obviously you know uh, as far as Jimmy Smith and him being deserving. Look, you look at the dude's numbers again, and I, and I just pulled him up here. I mentioned seven. 1,000-yard seasons in a row uh, every year while he – well, since well, the 95 season. But from 96 uh, through 02, 1,000-plus yards receiving. He had the one for 805 in the, the you know, uh, suspended shortened season. And then two more. And then, of course, he was facing suspension, so he retired after the 05 season. Uh, but he's still um, – most games – 
uh, in a season with at least five receptions every game in 2001 since tied by Antonio Brown and Pierre Garçon. Uh, but, um, yeah, most games with at least 49 receiving yards in a season, 16 every game in 2001. I mean, the numbers are all go on and on and on with Jimmy Smith. Look, he he's absolutely deserving. Uh, of at least getting into the room at some point. And hopefully once Fred Taylor gets in that room and he knocks that door down and he gets in, uh, both Jimmy Smith and Tom Coughlin get the, uh, the you know, the uh, the respect and, and yeah. at least the talk. That they're deserving of. Now, one more thing. I'm not being funny about this, but Cowboys Ring of Honor, yes, Barry Switzer should be in it. If you win a Super Bowl, you should be in the Ring of Honor. It's not like the Cowboys have won 34 <laughs> Super Bowls. If you win a – no, I'm not, being, I'm not being funny. If you win a Super Bowl, you should be in the Ring of Honor. What's wrong about it? Tell me why I'm not correct. Because you know, he, they, they're not easy to win. I don't care who you have. They're not easy to win. Oof. And he's the last, guess who the last coach to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys is. And we're going <laughs> back yes, 27 yes, years, 28 yes, years? Yes, All right, then. Yes, yes, yes. So. That's true. Although a lot of a lot of people will tell you that he wasn't even he wasn't coaching. He was just there on the sideline just kind well, of, you know, looking around. You know, whatever. Don't no, care. I hear you. I hear you. I get it. That's fine. Whatever. All right, so uh, we'll break here. We'll come back. We'll close it out on this day in sports. It's the birthdays after this from the old house in Tinseltown on 1010XL. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. All right, what you got? What do you got, Chuck? Uh, I don't know. Who's this, Chuck? I honestly cannot. I can hear it. I can't hear it well enough to make the, the venture again. All right, Casey, tell us. So, this band represents a vehicle that if you guys wanted to put your money together for my 40th birthday and get me one, uh-huh. I'll take a Chevelle. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Chevelle. Okay. This is Chevelle. Okay. Yeah. I know the group. Yeah. I couldn't name the song by them. I've heard it before, but I was actually watching uh, uh, Justified. Have you seen? Just, have you? Have you guys watched Justified? TV I show? have not. No, that show has not watched. It. So I just started. My, my older son turned me on to it, and I started watching it here recently. And uh, so last night, uh, dude said, "Hey, I need a car." Car shows up, and it's a '69 Chevelle. Some guy got that size. I was saying a Chevelle last night. Well, so there's that. Uh, all right, we are here to close it out from the old house here in Tinseltown. Thank the fine folks here. We're here Wednesdays. We remind folks next week, 6:30 to 8:30. We're here, leading up, uh, leading into uh, a Gator basketball game. By the way, Gators, uh, Kentucky. They host Kentucky uh, this weekend down in the O Dome in Gainesville. Uh, so uh, that that will sort of uh, give an, an idea as to where the Todd Golden Florida Gators are. It's been a it's been a fun a fun basketball team to watch. Real deep, uh, you know. Uh, they're uh, it's a big team, right? Uh, so you've got really good guard play, and you got a, you've got depth along the front court. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the Gators play uh, here in uh, the, 
during the course of SEC play because the SEC is very, very deep uh, uh, this season. So uh, that, that's Saturday. And then, of course, they play next Wednesday night at 8.30. So we'll be on from 6.30 to 8.30. I want to thank again, the fine folks here at the Hill House. We're here Wednesdays, Trivia Tuesdays. They open for brunch each and every weekend at 10. Uh, margaritas for $2.99 on Fridays. Uh, you name it, all things happen here the Tinsel Town in Hella and the the Ale House Tinsel Town uh, here on Southside Boulevard. We're here again. All right, so uh, we're to thank our sponsors, United Riddles, Allstate Contracting, Williams and Roy Contracting, as well as uh, Barber and Associates. All right, so we'll end it, boys, on this day in sports. On this day, 1920. You want to guess, Chuck, what happened? Why would I go all the way back to 1920. The Red Sox sold slugger Babe Ruth to the Yankees for $125,000 in cash and a $350,000 loan to start. They need money for a play, right? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Started the 84-year curse of of the Bambino. How about this? On this date, 1971. You know what? I, I bragged on you early on. I bragged on you as far as knowing everything from his from a historian standpoint, right? Yeah. On this date, 1971, the first AFC and NFC championship games are played. Do you know what two teams played in them and who won? Well, okay, so 71, which have been a 70 season, it had to be Dallas and Baltimore, but who whom they beat, I would have to think about that one. All right, so the, the, the Colts beat the Raiders, the Cowboys beat the Niners, and I can only hope and pray that this year the Cowboys beat the Niners in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, America will be pulling for the Niners. <laughs> no, they will not. No, they will not. Yes, they will because uh, America will feels better. No, they will not. They won't because, no, they won't pull for the Niners. A terrible city. They won't pull with the Niners. Um, terrible city. Oh, yeah, I'm you got Dallas. You got like Dallas. I'm great. Off. <laughs> but yeah, you don't like it. It's terrible. Philly's right. terrible. It's a it's a wonderful city. It's a wonderful city. In fact, you know what? Yes. I'm thinking about taking my boys to a playoff game in Dallas this year. When they announce the playoff schedule, I think we're going to fly out and go to a Cowboys playoff game. They don't know it yet. I'm going to surprise them with a trip out to Dallas, or I should say, Arlington, Texas. Um, on this date, 1973, a 12-man syndicate led by Michael Burke and George Steinbrenner buys the Yankees from CBS $10 million for dollars from CBS. $10 million. $10 million, okay. Well, they bought it from CBS, correct? Yep, $10 million. Wow, well, how, how, that's That shows you the, 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 the change in money. On this date, 1981, Johnny Miller... Who wins a sports first million dollar tournament when he beats Sebi Ballesteros. So, this, so 1981 was the first one million dollar total purse. Not million dollar to the winner, but the first tournament that had the, a total 
payout of $1 million was in 1981. But now you get a million dollars for showing up. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And on this date, I, I'm going to mention this because I, I, like, I like pronouncing the name. On this date, 1981, Hanna Manlikova wins her first of four career grand, grand slams. Uh, this date in 19, well, 1983. And this is a game, God rest his soul, my father. He used to let me stay up and watch every Monday night football game as a kid. But I got in trouble at school. He made me go to bed. And I missed the Tony Dorsett 99-yard run when they beat the Vikings on this date in 1983. I missed now, it. Now, hold on. Was that, a, that wasn't a playoff it. game, was it? It wasn't a playoff game. And it says on this date 1983, it, was, it must have been week, I guess, week 16, I guess. Well, no, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, you're right. Now, remember, there was a strike. I know I'm I think right they because extended. I've got it right in front of me. I know I'm right. It's right in front of me. Okay, well, that would have been odd to have a regular season game into January that far back. But I think they extended the season because of the strike. So, they, right. it was a nine-game season. On this day, 1991, Wayne Gretzky, uh, the youngest of 700 points. We had to get quick here out of time, Chuck. Um, this date, 1993, Frank Reich led the largest comeback in playoff history at the time. 32-point deficit, beat the Oilers 41-38. The wild card game, yeah. greatest comeback in NFL history. Steve, 1994, became the first quarterback to win three straight NFL passing titles. Despite a loss to the Eagles, also the first to lodge three consecutive pass ratings of 100-plus and back-to-back-to-back season. All right, so for Chuck Elliott, for – our producer, Casey Dobson, and Ron Compton. Till next Wednesday, Neil House. See ya. Peace.